Welcome to Kardashian It, the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jardin. And I'm Marcy Jaro. Hi, Jess. <laughs> Hi, my friend. <sighs> Guys, we're recording this on Saturday morning. Last night we <laughs> had, well, Friday was bad. Yeah, um, a RBG. classic doozy. <laughs> the death of uh, a very important Mm. Um, Supreme Court judge passed, um, died uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Very upsetting. And then we personally were rocked by <laughs> one of the hardest earthquakes I've ever felt because it was so close to us. Yes, it was very close at about, what was it, like 1230, 1245? I don't even know what time it, it was. It was 1138 specifically. Oh, okay. I thought it was so much later. I was asleep. <laughs> well, we were uh, texting later. So like you were up. Yeah. That's when you were fully like, well, you ruined my night. <laughs> I had just drifted off. And then, uh, yeah, in the, then the whole room of my almost 50, 15 years in LA that is the second biggest I've ever felt there was one in like 2009 2008 2009 that was during the middle of the day that was like a real roller a real roller boy uh but this was just a classic shake just rattling oh. and shaking and it was a big big one a real shaker my cat looked at me like what did you do I just sat on my couch because I was like, I guess I just need to see how long this lasts. Yeah, it went on. It lasted. Uh, it was centered a bit closer to my parents who then called. And I was telling Marcy, because of the heavy news, I had treated myself to two really big margaritas. <laughs> uh, I, I, <laughs> you know, order Mexican from a really lovely place called Casita del Campo. And I never do like the cocktails to go. I just haven't really done that in quarantine. And uh, got was like, let's just get some giant margaritas. Throw those in. Had those. Watched a bunch of 90 Day. Watched some Pen15, which Ugh. I've been screaming about all week. And then uh, drifted right off and then woke awoke to a crazy shaking in an all dark room. And then my parents called and it was like so bizarre to be like laying in the dark talking to my parents, like a little buzzed at uh, 12 at night. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Uh, I ran outside to my driveway and like screamed at my neighbor you <laughs> to did? come outside oh. yeah well because like you know where we would almost be a duplex but there's a driveway that splits our homes yes um, yes and i've also known her since like 2006 2005 yeah. i guess actually wow. uh so you know i was like felt felt <laughs> Did she come out? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> she bring that beautiful cat that I love. <laughs> no, she didn't. And she's also fostering three cats oh as well. God. So we are between the two of us right now. There are seven cats on the property, <laughs> and five of them are black kittens. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Um, yeah, it was a real, it was a real doozy of a Friday. I truly woke up like what also i i did a workout class that was so hard like in the afternoon and I, so i woke up knowing i was going to be like crazy sore from it so that today's wake up was so weird because i truly felt like i'd been hit by a truck and was like oh and then remembered this whole like frantic night of earthquake and texting and talking to my uh. parents it was just like 
what was that Friday? That was a lot for it's a very small window of hours. But there was a high point to the week, which was an Instagram live that we did. That was very fun. Yes, it was really fun. Thank you to everybody who joined us. Um, I realized afterwards that it was it felt like it made so much sense to have it on the premiere night. And then we were texting afterwards that maybe at the day before or day after uh, what, because people well, were dropping in and out and being like, I just watched. What are we? Funny. We definitely talk had, about it. We've had the conversation, but then I think we just forgot what yeah. we established. And I don't think the day, the day after makes sense either, because yeah. then why are we doing this podcast? Right, you're right. That's fair. <laughs> but also the day before, it's like all very hard. It's all very hard when we're talking about the Kardashians because yes. we're already covering it. So it's yes. almost like it has to be about something else. Which it kind of ended up being about like yes. just a bunch of other reality shows and life. And uh, it was so fun and really made me so happy. And we, we would like to figure out a way to get to do more of those. So stay tuned but uh it's really just a true ego ego boost man everybody's just so nice and complimenting hair and eyes and jewelry and skin and i'm like i live for a compliment so <laughs> uh so it was really nice so thank you to everybody yeah, who, you who watched for- and or who commented and watched later and um yeah, um, I, yeah it's still up on our if you go to our instagram you go to our igtv you can see it there just saved it so i did i did i was proud of myself she did it all <laughs> um i watched this is paris last night yes about- a lot of people brought it up on our ig live so i want to hear um well it is like i said it's a bit melancholy i don't know if that's yeah. the right word for it it's just not like essentially she's like i've been doing a character and is she talking or, in that low voice that because yeah, there was that audio from like years ago where everybody was like shocked that she has this other speaking voice that's not the like baby yeah but uh, she but she's, she's kind of dropped that for a long time well which part the baby the, the voice? baby voice yeah she kind of switches back and forth a little bit but she definitely like makes it clear that that is the paris persona okay um and then it's mostly just about like i mean it's about like this school that she went to that was like highly abusive to her and like yeah so it's a boarding school i'm guessing like where you send like troubled kids oh so she would have been in high school yeah okay and she went to a, a lot of them and like it was it's really bad like it's as bad as you could imagine having someone say take care of my troubled kid and the people are like we'll fix them through force i remember uh there was a a number of kids who who uh, my town my hometown is in the bay area it's called los gatos and it is a, a very little rich enclave of silicon valley and there's a lot at least when i was growing up a lot of um drug problems and because it's there's a lot of money and parents who are gone a lot and so uh there was a lot of kids who did like cocaine like in high school you know who like had really bad coke problems and stuff and so there was like a thing of these schools you would just hear of like oh yeah like in the night they basically got like sent to a school these like crazy i don't know anything about how they work but and that's the actual like crux of it. it it's the in the night one day they're sent there yeah because it's not their parents saying, let's go now. That's not how they do it. No. People from the school come and take them. Like right. From sleep, from like they're asleep 
and they are pulled out of their bed and they don't know what's going on and their parents are not around. They're like truly kidnapped. Yeah. It's so like, how traumatizing must like, that be? Even though they are then not like held in the dark. Honestly, some of the kids are. They put them in solitary. They like ah. take their clothes from them and make them like they do like they are actually treated like actual kidnap victims and then you like see like like she showed pictures of her from like i want to say like when she was dating nick carter Mm -hmm. like like you could look it up if you google paris hilton bruises she has like a black jaw handprints all over her and it's like from her dating like she's dated like basically like it kind of set up a pattern even though her parents were not abusive yeah it set up a pattern of abuse in her life where Mm. so it's like really like sad and also you're like oh she's such a victim of capitalism because she believes money will save her from yeah all of it and she's like i can't stop until i make a billion dollars no paris billionaires are bad but yeah. of course i mean also she's in this echelon of the that is that that matters you know that that's like on the table for her uh but it is so crazy this idea of like the, that there i wonder how prevalent still those kinds of uh, that approaches this idea of like a scared straight mentality for young pe- troubled young people like versus like therapy and love and uh, like i i'm so curious it's pretty like (laughs) it's sort of like you know when people are like oh we sent our dog off to training school and i'm like oh you know what they do there right they beat your dog and to (laughs) it listens to commands and i think that's what they're doing to your kids at these like not just a boarding school some boarding schools are like beautiful like like uh, Harry Potter lands <laughs> and wouldn't that have been nice but these places that are like for like troubled teens like sometimes they're just like straight up like actually abusive well and it makes sense because I'm sure if it is for not not make sense like as in it's okay but it's I have to imagine if these are the children of very 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 wealthy people that they are paying a lot of money and they expect results you know like they don't they're not going to accept getting their kid back who's still has xyz problems so the schools are going to do whatever it takes which is the problem yeah and they're like drugging the kids and all kind of like it's oh it's like as bad as you're like oh these parents had no idea what they were signing their kids up for that's really sad um and like some of these schools are still going i remember when i was a pa is this going on too long i sorry guys i'll put a time stamp in you know that right or if you don't yeah. sorry uh when i was a pa on like the first m- the second movie I worked on out here, we were filming at what used to be a boys reformatory mm. and it had been shut down in the late nineties because of the abuse allegations out of there. And also then once it was shut down, they found 32 bodies of little <gasps> boys. What is that now, in, in LA? They, they were no outside, but not too, not so far outside that I stayed overnight. So somewhere in that driving distance. Jesus. It wasn't, they were probably from, you know, the, when the school opened up in like the thirties or forties. So, but it was, yeah, just like in a mass grave. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, thank you. 
Well, yeah. I really want to watch this Paris doc. Thank you to everybody for bringing it up. Yeah. Uh, it's sad. I, I'm, Poor it's Paris. Sad. I'm rooting for Paris. This, she's in the category for me. I know she's problematic, has had some problematic pieces in her past, but uh, I definitely, I mean, if nothing else, then the same reason I have such an emotional attachment to Brittany. Mm-hmm. Um, Lohan, I'm, I'm less... I, I don't know that I care as much you anymore. You know, it's one of those things she's, <laughs> she's been offered a lot of help. And... Yeah, and I think she's also maybe just very mean. Um, yes. So I, I know she's also damaged and troubled. But anyways, I, I do root for Paris. Uh, it's an interesting thing, though, that when you think of it, that all of these people, it's they are responsible and also were fully created by someone else and they do not know how to change what is what they are. Absolutely. Which gets us to our family here, our Kardashians. <laughs> um, so that, so uh, Keeping Up With came back. But it's now back. walk me through this lie. <laughs> okay, so they acted as if the entire time that we were coming back to a season 18 mid-season premiere. Right. And it is not true. This is season 19, episode one, which kind of... So we so season 18 was only six episodes long. And also like if you were like me and paid for it on iTunes, so yeah. you don't have to watch, like you're like, wait, I paid this much money for six fucking episodes. Yeah, somebody else wrote us this week saying that. That is that's shady, especially because we'll get to it when we get to the recap. They literally pick up storylines that are like like hijinks storylines from that last half season uh we've been saying mid-season premiere anyways i find that i mean they're definitely running with the COVID of it all because a lot of shows shorten their seasons and i'm sure they just were like well mm, but that's shady what a mess i think it's because they wanted to hit that nice 20 20 absolutely you're so right because this would yeah because it would have been that the show ended on season 19 otherwise because this would have been the back half of 18 then the last one in 2021 but now they will be able to say that they ended at season 20 i wonder what those episode orders are going to be like like i wonder if it's going to be like eight episodes or i mean yeah it depends our our time may be up sooner than we realize (laughs) i know we may be looking at like four four episodes of season 20 (laughs) so they can just say they did it yeah um, we'll see. But also, um, what is a season if it's running in the same year? And it's I, like they have. I mean, yes, this is. The, there's a lot of like a lot of mystery around a thing that I thought was pretty well established in in terms of television and reality. Yeah. But um, but they get to do what they want. I guess is the whole point. Um, well, let's hop into some news. So this is more unfun, stressful news about um, Kanye West, who I wish the best for, but is just stressing me the fuck out this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, Kanye had he's been. It, it felt like things were maybe sort of smoothing. We had like the the family trip. Things have been a little more quiet, even though the presidential run is still moving forward. Kanye hopped back on Twitter this week and had a real rant, as they like to call it. He talked about the music industry really primarily, which is interesting. And we talked about this on our IG live because I do think it is like an important conversation that he was trying to have um, about ownership of, of art. And basically he was saying 
he called the music industry, quote, modern day slavery. Uh, he tweeted like dozens of um, images of his record contracts. And he's been vocal about being angry about his record contracts uh, previously. Um, but as is often the case with Kanye, it, it didn't stay very focused. Uh, we had a we had a video of him peeing. He's put his one of his Grammys in a toilet bowl. And we've got his little feet wearing some Yeezys into view and he's pissing (laughs) on his Grammy. He tweeted, trust me, dot, dot, dot. I won't stop uh, with a video (laughs) of him pissing on a Grammy. And then then we get into all kinds of other stuff. He he tweets the name and phone number of a Forbes editor uh, who he calls a white supremacist. uh, And that got him uh, kicked off of Twitter. (laughs) That's why he said, I'm back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> he like asks other artists to uh, retweet and support him, including B- Bono. Bono? Bono? It's Bono. Um, why did <laughs> yes. I say Bono? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> does that I, make you cool? I think I, that ma- I think mispronouncing I is- Bono, it makes you cool because he's so it's such a before our time kind of. I haven't said his name out loud. I guess it read to me as Bono. Bono, <laughs> Sunny well, Bono, Sunny Bono. Yeah. But this is Bono. Bono. Um, so he, he honestly though that makes you feel better about every single time. <laughs> yeah, we get a musician. Cool <laughs> I can't even get Bono right. We're honestly just not smart. It's the problem, smart and we're not getting any younger <laughs> um, or older or older. Um, and then there's other stuff he, he tweets about. He asked Drake, uh, Kendrick for retweets. Then he said he tweets about Michael Jackson. Tweet something very funny though, where he's like, "We all deserve a fair contract, except Drake. Jake, J.K. He does too." <laughs> he then he also tweeted that he would get Taylor Swift her masters, which has been a whole other story of Taylor Swift. Uh, all her master recordings are owned by Scooter Braun, famously oh. of Justin Bieber management. But also which, that that was Kanye's manager until he yeah. left and decided to manage himself. Right, but he and Scooter are still like very close, I believe. Yes, yes. Um, and as if anybody's wondering, there is also a crossover where Corey Gamble is uh, maybe at least at some point worked for Scooter, and that's the connection point there. Um, for remember, we discovered that back in the day when b- way back with the like um, Bieber and Courtney stuff, uh, that there is a bit of overlap there. So, but all of that was sort of like haha wild and kooky and you know uh, but the one that w- we were both like Ugh, was um this one about north that was really sad uh so he he was booted off twitter and then he, a couple hours after he got back on he tweeted this picture of North, right? And he said, Northy, I am going to war and putting my life on the line. And if I am murdered, don't ever let white media tell you I wasn't a good man. When people threaten to take you out of my life, just know I love you. Uh, um, so that's really scary. I mean, we, I think I'm proud of how we've navigated Kanye this summer, I know there's 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 plenty to like that's funny and he knows and he seems self-aware about. And then there's also stuff like this that just like honestly breaks my heart. And also well, there's also one of four kids. But anyways, uh, he is obsessed with North. Though. He really is. 
I think he feels such a connection to her and he, especially in whatever he's going through, the idea that she was the person, she was the one who changed how he felt yeah. about everything. Yeah. I, the thing about Kanye that's so complicated is he's struggling with whatever he is. He's not so far gone that you're like, uh-oh, that's, you know. Yeah. It's not like when Anne Heche was talking about aliens, which in retrospect, maybe she was right, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of articles coming out from the United States government. The, yes. The, the government releasing to me like, yeah, of course there's UFOs, guys. We don't know what else to tell you. Like, <laughs> if you move, start We're looking, moving to Venus. <laughs> there's so many New York Times articles about like unclassified like, uh, documents becoming unclassified, <laughs> declassified, and them being like, yeah, there's UFOs. What do you want us to do? guys so maybe and I, also love, I love also to that point that we're also like the year is such a mess that we're like shut up we don't care and nobody i'm, I'm sure talking about this it. is the first time many people are hearing about it because it was just a heavy news day honestly <laughs> i think that is exactly why they were released to try to like mm -hmm. get some attention whatever aliens live in the ocean that's just a fact and heish wasn't crazy <laughs> nope and and kanye to the point that like Kanye does make a lot of sense sometimes and then he gets a little off track because he is I, I think he like at his core is a bit of a silly goose sometimes too yes whether, I think so <laughs> whether it be his ego and also his sense of humor like <laughs> it is he's a silly person when it comes to like what he thinks is funny and then yeah. sometimes that bleeds into him actually kind of believing it yeah and so we're having to parse through points that are like, that makes sense. You're not communicating it super clearly, but it makes sense. Yeah. And then parts where you're like, oh, I think he's also experiencing a lot of paranoia right now. And he's probably yeah. not sleeping well. I also cut celebrities a lot of slack with paranoia because they actually have a lot of reason to be paranoid. Like their yes. lives and safety are constantly at risk. They have stalkers. They need security. People are uh, are always coming out of the woodwork trying to glean money, trying to sue them, trying to like defame them. Like for as, as you know, like to take a second and also like give cut people the slack of like that they have a lot of reasons to be paranoid. There's a I lot mean, of examples. Especially Denise for Richards and Aaron <laughs> about Big Pharma trying to kill them. <laughs> like, ask them. Ask them about it. Ask her. <laughs> They're being chased currently. But, but it's true. You're right. Like, there is some legitimacy to a lot of the, the, the worry and fear. We yeah. even see it in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just, you add mental illness, legit mental illness, lack of belief in therapy and traditional methods of coping. Uh, and then the fact that they have wealth power uh, beyond anyone's anyone knows or has and that everybody wants from them everyone in their life wants them from them and that they don't have the ability to like trust often the thing we always talk about is that they did not go to school they don't have traditional educations either and it is just this recipe for like deep uh, paranoia and, and and general unwellness. I think it's a triumph that any very very famous person is ever even remotely well. <laughs> like, yeah, that they're able to like navigate their life, and uh, it is 
it's unfortunate. And I say it with like no judgment. Like that's like, it is complicated. It's like some of this is legitimate and I, he is the artist rights thing. I, I think he's on the money. And then I think the, the North being taken away. I think that is, it comes from this other piece about Kim sort of feeling like this is going off the rails again. And Kanye is not adhering yeah. to the stipulations they discussed when she went there and they cried in an SUV together. Yeah. He was going to start taking care of himself and he's clearly not doing that. And so maybe the talks of divorce is going further than well, that brings I us want to, to <laughs> yeah, this brings us to a troubling uh, and sorry to, to always, you know, say this, but but the whole rule of thumb is that if it's people or us, these tend to be more likely stories uh, as sources go. So there was a story then this week uh, from people, an anonymous source story, which normally Marcy and I don't deal. We don't trade in anonymous source stories as much. Um, but a source tells people that Kardashian is, quote, at the end of her rope again he's off his meds he promised to stay on them the last time part of the negotiation with kim was that he'd get back on his medication and he would work very hard to control his impulses he made a lot of promises and now those promises are broken less than a month later uh so that that is tough (sighs) because um it's so hard because the illness fights all of that you know? know it just fights all of it it would be like being like, I'm going to do better with processing sugar and being a diabetic and being like, well, you're it's just your body's fighting it. Yeah. So you do have to take the medicine so that your body will, you know, like, uh, it's sad. Yeah. So the source. Yeah. The source says she wants the kids to be happy and have a stable father. That's all she wants. Now uh, she'll do whatever she can to have that happen. But she is not going to cater to his whims for being such a powerful woman. She feels very powerless and she hates it. Uh, it's sad, man. I now I think I was saying on our IG live that I don't think they will get a divorce. Me too. Anytime soon. They could. Yeah. I, I'm just going to play the, if they do get a divorce, I think it will be very good for him. Yeah. I think so I too. Think, I think he'll like, it'll be like a good wake up call, especially if they start like doing custody stuff where he's not allowed to see children or whatever. Like, yeah. With it, like if he has to go through psych evals and, and a judge mandates something yeah. that could be good, which is so shitty that like it has to come to that. But no, but I think that that's that, that piece of like when a person like of him has to be routed through essentially the same judicial system as everybody else and evaluate like any parent um, and whether he or not he can take care of his children and, and be trusted and all of that. Like, I do think that that you, you tend to see that that's very humbling, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, but yeah, I, I, we're, uh, we've said it before. I'll say it again. We're always rooting for them. Uh, there's obviously like so much love there. Um, you never want to see a family break up, but more, the most important part beyond a couple staying together is, a, a single person's happiness and wellness. And so yeah. if Kanye needs to t- focus on himself and can't be a husband and a father, then that's, that's what it needs to be. It's more important that he stay alive and, and continue on this planet. Yeah. Um, moving on a lot of Kanye always, but um, I never thought I'd be like, I'm like, so like, I look forward to when we cover Kanye a lot less. Is what yes. I'll say. Yeah. Um, was hopping back to Kim and or to Paris, there was I didn't get to watch these. I just saw little snippets, but um, 
Kim and Paris reunited for some Instagram videos. And you took issue with it because you were like, why is she doing this <laughs> while the world is mourning Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Uh, <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess she just has more loyalty to Paris because Paris, was- she knows that people need to watch Paris's YouTube movie. It was, look, now in the light of day, <laughs> I care a lot less. Yesterday, I was having a real read the room with uh, a bunch of, a bunch of the kardashian jenners where i was like and there was an, an earthquake and we realized you know life happens fast and i guess we can never like dedicate a whole day to anything anymore nope, it's old news now uh, who, uh so but yeah so this week they posted some uh videos to promote the paris's doc um and it was really sweet and they talked about their friendship and i thought a really neat part of it was that paris revealed that kim was the one who inspired her to freeze her eggs um, she said, I had a really amazing conversation with Kim about it. She introduced me to her doctor and I was so inspired, which I think we've seen that fertility doctor quite oh, a yes. bit on the show, um, that all the sisters have gone to. Um, I think every woman should do it because you can really control it and not have that. Oh my God, I need to get married. Um, ah, yes. Every woman should do it. Paris. You're right. <laughs> I'm going to go do it right now. What does it cost? $15,000? Easy peasy, mama. (laughs) It is so funny to them. Like, (sighs) the cost of this is the same as getting, like, uh, it's the equivalent of, like, you and I getting a manicure. You know, like, how it's, like, it couldn't, like, this giant, giant price tag uh, for almost every woman alive. This insane ability to just be like, yes, of course it sounds nice. (laughs) It does. Yeah, they make it sound like, why wouldn't you do it (laughs) why wouldn't you it's practically free (laughs) (laughs) what is it like a weekend trip that's what it would cost (laughs) a tip on a dinner at nobu i mean give me a break (laughs) they are not tipping that well jessica if only (laughs) (laughs) pie in the sky only they're doing 15 (laughs) percent So tell me about this Rob story. I, I didn't get to read it, but Rob and Black China popping up. Well, yeah, Black China said her biggest flex is that she does not get child support from either of the father, either father of her two children. <laughs> call that it is- a flex. Oh, man. <laughs> what, 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 what is this time we're alive in? <laughs> I think it's very funny to put it like I don't get she says I don't get no child support. That's my biggest flex. <laughs> I mean, she's right. It is in- unbelievable that a woman can raise two children alone. And I think she seems to have a high quality of life and and puts a lot of uh, money into herself and her, you know, especially like her beginnings and like, you know, she does not come from money. Yeah. She, you know, got in the mix of people, but has been able to like hold her own, like brand herself. She learned a lot and she's, you know, making on her own. So Rob in March of last year, a George ruled that uh, Rob no longer had to pay child support because if you remember in 2017, when they broke up, their show Robin China dissolved. So they yes. were, there was no season two. So he went from making a hundred thousand dollars a month to $10,000 a month. So duh, he cannot pay 20,000 to her. That's makes sense. And she sued the sisters for the show going away. Yeah. And essentially the judge was like, Hey, you don't really get the, <laughs> yeah, like sorry. The defamation of character. And it's like, well, you're a public figure, so you don't, you're not protected in that way. Right. It's interesting though. This, this, uh, this uh, support is interesting because, well, we speculated a lot on this, but you know, the, the whole storyline with black 
China and uh, Rob was like and her having the relationship at all. People thought was just to get that uh, Kardashian uh, paycheck of having the baby. I mean, Uh, that dream was a means to an end financially. So uh, which is a pretty ugly uh, (laughs) accusation. But um, but so that is interesting if 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 she's not getting a dime from Rob or Chris. No, I I do think that still could have been the plan. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I, I I do think she think. did not. I think she did not um, take into account the lack of pride Rob has and allowing right. himself to never <laughs> to never make that money. She thought the family money will always go through him. They won't let him not make it. And he was like, oh, no, no, they've given up on me, honey. Honey, I got news for you. I've been hidden away for many, many years. So oh, I wonder if, if him appearing more on the show this season, if that does end up being true, I wonder if that will change this situation at all. Yeah, I, I guess they could have another hearing, but it just depends on like if she... I think what now what they're doing right now is they have 50 50 custody and they each pay for the child on their own. And then the community things like school and all that is taken care of, like together, like all of those bills. So like that actually kind of feels like the like as long as your child like medical and, you know, housing and all that stuff is taken care of, then if one you're never married. There's no community property involved, unfortunately, for whoever has the less. Yeah. So like, you know, it just is what it is. And California is a state that very much is like, you know what? You're done. That It's all that's all there is, honey. Like, yeah, like yeah, think, honey. I like it. It does feel like they might have. I love it. I feel like they might have. Yeah, because we know Rob doesn't own his home. He lives in Kylie's old house Chris's. Chris's. Come Chris's on. Old house. Catch I, I was debating the black and white tile. tile. Come on. How could you ever forget the tile? But the fight <laughs> with black China was in Kylie's old house. Correct. I'm just not up as recently. So, uh, but so we know he doesn't, I mean, there, to me, there, it's very likely that there is a concerted effort to not, if, if, well, as long as this child support conversation and, and legal battle was going on, that they did not want Rob to have any, a he couldn't really afford it, but also that the family I I would imagine is purposely keeping him away from any assets. Yeah, um, and the idea that you can take the mother's money through the son—it's like that's not how it works. If she doesn't mm-hmm. give it to him, it's not going to work that way. Right. You can't sue Chris Jenner for child support. So uh, sorry, very very, and that's why these it makes you know sure it's just fun to have a lot of mansions, but it also works out well legally to mansion hop uh, and never have to own a home if you're Rob Kardashian. No, um, I don't know what he needs with Chris's big ass house. Like, just get yourself a cool condo. Like, you don't. I know. Like, what are you doing? I don't think you have like a ton of friends who come over and party and like sleep over. Like, it's just a bunch of empty rooms for a sad man. <sighs> what a weird visual. But um, just him puttering around. Just was trying to hawk sweatshirts and socks forever. I mean, look, you guys <laughs> not know. Not even w- trying. Not even trying. Not even trying. Just very, very. Uh, Happening uh, around him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sisters are and Chris all working harder. As always, um, 
hopping over to another story. Some people brought this up on our IG live too. Uh, we have not listened to this, but Kate Hudson and Oliver Hudson apparently have a podcast because we definitely need celebrities to have podcasts. That's really important that they oh get my in God. on. Wait, this reminds me of a correction I need to make. Oh, last week I said yes. that someone was a slumlord and then people kept asking me who it was and they were all incorrect about who it was. And then on top of that, I like did some research and I was like, Oh, they, <laughs> aren't slumlords at all so i guess what i'm saying guys is i'm glad i didn't say who it was because i was incorrect i'll that is a perfect i like a blind item apology that stays Oops. blind item <laughs> Oops! i just make things up uh and you listen to it so you cannot be believing anything i say i mean if we had a fact checker on our podcast how we busy do they there are people who <laughs> yes. tell us we're wrong all the time you're right the listeners are the fact checkers <laughs> um but so yes yeah, so on kate hudson and oliver hudson have a podcast called sibling rivalry that is about siblings it appears and um this uh, episode had kendall and courtney and so in a lightning round oliver asked um Kendall and Courtney if there was a stoner in the family and who would it be and Courtney answered Kendall and then Kendall said I am a stoner no one knows that so that's the first time I've really ever said anything out there um so I, I don't find that to be particularly um huge <laughs> yeah it's like legal in california and everyone i know that drinks wine usually also has a vape or something you know like. yeah i think in 2020 it's not a giant bombshell piece of information um yeah. and, and it fits that kendall i think that makes sense compared to a lot of the um the, the other but i forgot about this part i thought this was more interesting which i had forgotten this that um, this one surprised people a lot more that this article points out, which was that Kim ha admitted a little while back that she had been, she was high on ecstasy when she, in her first, uh, her first wedding, wedding when she, yeah. back she in 2000 on the show, we, yeah, I had just forgotten yeah. it that the, yeah. the two that in this, when she made the sex tape with Ray J and then when she got married, um, she she was on ecstasy and that is it's just very, very funny not because kids. she doesn't even drink that often so you're no. like oh uh, but i guess ecstasy has no added calories to it yeah i mean and it was it was it had a real moment in the 2000s guys it was gosh it was fun i, I will never tried a thing it was so fun um i did it a bit in my young my college days and um but it was i think compared to what people take now with molly and everything it, it was it really wrecked you like it really wrecked your body and you'd get like sick and you'd have like such a big um because it was such a big serotonin dump you'd really fall into like like the week after was just this like pit emotionally um that kind of made it not worth it um but yeah, that's me and my drugs. Anyways, <laughs> um, moving on. Speaking um, of podcasting, so uh, Caitlyn Jenner is yes. slamming Joe Rogan. So Joe Rogan is uh, one of the most, the maybe the highest paid podcaster ever. For I sure, think you're I think. right. Yeah. He has like a deal with Spotify worth like a hundred million or something crazy or more like that. Um, so he has a stand-up special 
from 2016. And I, that's very funny that Caitlin's like getting involved something. So, but I has- know I was like, it felt sort of like, I was like, when did this happen? Oh, four, uh, four years ago. But Maybe I, she, she was just thinking about how Joe Rogan is a piece of shit in general. Yeah, I think so. QAnon theories and makes them seem more legitimate because he has such a wide audience. Yes, he's a bad guy. In every way possible and no one people should send him back to fucking fear factor and put his head in a scorpion uh, box. I'm with you. I think he was in the news this week separately because he like moved to texas or something like he did the thing of like he's such a big podcast star now he like doesn't even have to be in la um but anyways i mean so uh in the 2016 special called triggered he got us snowflakes didn't he he calls the kardashian (laughs) crazy bitches and claimed that they convinced jenner uh caitlin into transitioning awesome Um, awesome take and then on his podcast on friday's episode this is why it's relevant sorry i didn't read further guys um so on friday's episode of his podcast he stood by it and he said people were saying he was always this is all quotes he was always a woman he was born a woman maybe or maybe if you live with crazy bitches long enough they fucking turn you into one maybe you go crazy the comedian said and i just want to say as someone who also does comedy, if you're going to be like mean and misogynistic and bigots and whatever, like it's comedy so easy then. Yeah. Like oh, it, God. Fish in a Yeah. Like <laughs> it's not like, oh, it's PC. It's like it, it is also like, yeah, I don't think that part of my work should be to make people legitimately feel dehumanized. But what it's also sh- so fucking low. It's such low hanging fruit yes. to be like, bitch. Oh, tri-. like it's just so it's I cannot believe how much money he makes for so little brain power. It's, you know, <laughs> very disappointing. It's very disappointing to know that there is enough of a response to that to like that that person is so wildly successful. <sighs> um, uh, so uh, Caitlin said of Joe Rogan, he's homophobic. He's he's a homophobic, transphobic asshole. Yep. Uh, and he especially to the girls and he does it all the time. And he said, you know what? Kim, Kylie, Chloe, Courtney, all of them and Kendall and all of them. He's like, let's get real. My daughters have obviously done extremely well. They're famous. They have more money than he does. Yes, honey. They have just about everything more than he has. Yes. Um, he's gotten his fame by putting other people down and making jokes about it. Correct. Correct. Caitlin, spot on. Uh, insecure misogynists particularly hate the Kardashians. They oh, feel yes. so... Uh, emasculated uh, so disempowered by them and the fact that they are so successful and they are attracted to them and want to fuck them sorry graphic Uh, and it it confuses their brains and so and then you have Caitlyn as this like big perfect bullseye to target that at and that joke of like these bitches turned a guy into a girl is like uh, just the makings of it's just the evidence of a true like Cro-Magnon brain it it's so frustrating because Joe Rogan is just a stupid Howard Stern. Yeah. Cause uh-huh. Howard's Howard has said like very like problematic things, but also Howard is like 
a much smarter person and like has worked immensely and taken a, lo- a lot of uh, responsibility for his past. And like, especially in the last year or so, uh, has talked openly about doing a ton of therapy, revisiting a lot of the things he said and done, um, a lot of the way he's treated and talked about women. And he's um, a cat daddy now. He's so. a, I mean, we could talk, we could have a whole podcast devoted to Beth and ha- Beth Stern and her world. <laughs> if you're not following Beth Stern, you are doing it wrong, guys. Go follow Beth Stern and her amazing human or uh, not. I mean, it is humanitarian, uh, but her work with animals, with cats. Um, but yeah, Joe Rogan sucks. Good for Caitlin. Uh, do not ever equate crazy with uh, the trans world with any uh, identity. Crazy is about as like fucked up as y- you could ever uh, connectively get uh so he can he can fuck off and die I'm, no I'm not, you know no what's mood. crazy being a cis hetero woman <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> uh and then the very last story it's not really much but it was just uh fascinating to me i was clicking around on this last night before bed like what um the 90 day fiance star larissa, larissa lima who you all may remember marcy and i have met in person we mm-hmm. went to her divorce party at the crazy horse in vegas uh last january one of my one of the great trips of my life um <laughs> there was two separate nights one was for larissa one was for colty uh and little squishy hands it was a little, ugh, ugh. but larissa was uh, just uh, gorgeous and friendly and we loved her yes um and she already had a, a pretty new face and body that's what i was saying so yeah Yeah. the story that hit tmz last night was that uh larissa spent seventy two thousand dollars on plastic surgery um to and apparently modeled herself after uh kylie so she got a boob job liposuction on her abs and waist fat transfer to her booty botox fillers laser laser facials so and then the kind of follow-up was that after she has these very sexy kind of kylie-esque photos showing off all that work um and then she took that new look over to uh, a webcam app called cam soda where which sounds kind of like an only fan situation and that she did a 60 minute uh cam soda and made a hundred grand so the article basically was saying hey paid off but your theory is we saw this face last yes. january i know yes. we saw this face i specifically remember being like wow you're really beautiful in person and she's really beautiful in person because she, her face was a different face not that yeah. she wasn't beautiful before but i was like wow you look so different it, it's because we definitely saw the nose job the lip job yes. the lipo we yes. saw it so yes. it's funny so maybe they tweet maybe there was more i mean this booty is uh booty. i think they just don't like take like like it takes so long to heal from all that stuff that yeah that's a lot the swelling and especially for like a nose job it takes like a full year yeah for breast that implants to, take a while to settle too even though she wanted big big fakies um yes uh, from the show she was She's, like <laughs> the episode where she gets her consult for her breast <laughs> implants is truly you guys if you're not watching 90 day you're not listening to marcy's podcast you're doing it wrong again not to say <sighs> it but it's so funny she's truly just telling the doctor like do your job wrong make them look awful <laughs> and he's like he's all right like, got you, it you you want big fake one she's like yes i want she says she wants to look like a blow-up doll <laughs> 
uh, she's a treasure. She's a reality show treasure. But um, it's, uh, <sighs> only including it here because apparent she rightly so, smartly so, gets it in the headlines because she said she wanted to be modeled after Kylie. Um, and sure, why not? She looks a bit like her. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. That's a lot of news. <laughs> it's a lot of news. Um, shall we go to episode one of season 19? Let's do it. We got a whole recap to get to. We're I back in the full hour longs. So mad that they've done this to us, though, with this season 19 I BS. Know. It's really sneaky. It's really sneaky. So here we go. Second, second to last season for all of time. Um, premiere of season 19 episode one i didn't even get the name did you get the name i didn't yes get the name. it's called growing pains and yes. i don't know why yeah i don't what, know either what do you think that could mean like malika's pregnancy growing a she baby is, pain it's painful for her to have a growing family i don't know i don't know i can't imagine what it actually means at all and maybe that's why the show is ending. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, we kind of didn't talk about this enough that like, like we were like, oh, they wanted to end it. Uh, there is a real possibility that um, having less than one third of your original audience could also hurt your show. Could, could also hurt, especially when you, the idea that they're like, Chloe is doing, Chloe has two of the three storylines in this episode. Chloe's working so overtime uh, the idea of doing more work for less viewers when you are all millionaires many 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 times over that well, math that math is not great and chloe you know reports were that chloe was the most upset by the show ending yeah. and i think it's because she is very loyal and she feels a responsibility yeah. to the people who work on the show and that the an idea that like it's stability for her to have something constant in her life. Yeah. Which so. is, I mean, it's pretty fascinating. The idea that Chloe is up there with like the sisters. I mean, they've all been actually pretty equally, but like of late, most recently like ravaged in terms of like having to put stuff on the show. That's like yeah. really embarrassing and painful. Um, so that she, so the idea that she is so loyal still, uh, is pretty pretty huge i mean don't forget chloe and lamar so <laughs> she's she's, in she's it. no stranger to letting herself be humiliated on the show um all right so we got three storylines we got uh the continuation of chris jenner's prank we have malika is having a baby slash shower and then we have courtney learns to cuddle <laughs> <laughs> What is this? Where uh, do you want to start? I mean, maybe we uh, let's I ugh, I just don't know. I've been so not used to it to this. I feel out of practice. Let's do cuddling. Let's do okay. let's do cuddling. Honestly, I think this is the meatiest one. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought this was really interesting. Um, I feel like it's become very apparent that Courtney said, I will not do the show unless it is tied into push in some way. I think you're right. Because she, this is, a, the story begins with her trying to get some content for Poosh. <laughs> this little in-office photo shoot, it was making me laugh so hard. She's like leaning against a desk, legs splayed, holding a phone, 
just making some assistant to take photos of her. Yeah. I mean, this also I was thinking how genius for someone like we know these these are women who love to take love uh, love a photo shoot of themselves that they she has created like a work reason to make people take photos of her like mm-hmm. this idea of like i have to make content uh is so perfect for the all of them amount of effort she has put into uh scratch that the lack of effort she has put into <laughs> trying to create poosh as a low rent goop it is so embarrassing how little work she does to fully rip Gwyneth Paltrow off. It's iconic, truly. It is an iconic level of laziness, uh, which we see immediately. Then we're like uh, with, you know, it's Court and her two poosh editors uh, sitting, picking at salads. Uh, And this made me laugh so hard. These women, first of all, ladies, I got to tell you, you're bad at your jobs because poosh is not, succeeding uh so these women are uh, they just it's very funny they feel as push as it gets and we have this sort of pretend business meeting uh where they're talking about what they need for push what kind of so yeah we got it we need to get all the quotes about positive uh the positive quotes we got a roundup so we need that content like them treating this meeting like it was like an editorial meeting at a magazine was making me laugh so hard like it's just three idiots picking at salads and they're like yeah so push is a ma- is important content yeah um, i've been courtney says we're like very into discovery like very discovery <laughs> very discovery i was like very discovery so the whole point is that like they have a non-traditional job on keeping up the kardashians so they're looking for other like non-traditional jobs like someone whose job it is to watch netflix or like someone whose job it is like the whatever it is so they're like did you know that cuddling is like a job you can have like there's a cuddle sanctuary so that's the setup we also very quickly before we move on learned that courtney was a foot model for sketchers <laughs> oh yes. yes 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 that she just walked in and had a shoe on her foot back in the day but yes yeah, so that we we learned that courtney is is wants to learn about uh professional cuddlers <laughs> so we go to the cuddle sanctuary and i don't know this episode was uh fat phobic uh, there's two great dings coming from Courtney about mm-hmm. fat phobia in this episode. I caught uh, one. I think maybe if it's in this scene, I, m- I might have missed it. Well, the lady uh, who is Miss Cuddler. Yeah. She says loneliness is more lethal than smoking and obesity. <laughs> <laughs> and I think for people not in the know, we're not saying obese anymore. We're just not doing it. It's, it's a it's pretty a, graphic. It's uh, a slur. Word. It doesn't mean anything. It it has absolutely no meaning because it does not take into account any other part. It's of, just a visual description, essentially, right? Like it's well, like no, in, in, in like an insulting way. It's also like people who are athletes will be considered obese because of their weight. Mm. It is truly on this antiquated, like if you're five, two, you should weigh 108 pounds. Right. That is what it's based on. Right. And so, and if anyone is 
20 pounds overweight, they are considered obese. But also, what does overweight mean when people have all kinds of different body shapes, backgrounds, ethnicity? Like, it's all dependent. Like, it's all changing, like, you know, based on, like, what culture you're from, like, you know, uh, where you live in the world currently. It's all so it's it's and to say to put it in tandem with smoking insane is just it's it doesn't it's not analogous in any way so no that's i that's a really good call out i i definitely like did not clock it as much as a yeah this is yeah (laughs) this is all just such a strange storyline also i felt personally attacked with the touch deprivation uh comment well yeah i was like what timing i thought this was really interesting timing to have a storyline about like lack of touch and physical intimacy like going into the pandemic when it is really becoming it is such a part of so many people's experience right now especially Um, for those of us who are obese and not being touched (laughs) uh if we take up smoking will we explode this is a really taylor dig uh no it's so we they're trying to set it up you know the importance of physical touch the importance of physical touch and this storyline gets really interesting because it really like starts as kind of a hijinks like oh my god isn't it crazy these people like hug and they go meet these ladies and the lady wants to hug courtney and she says no and they're like steph shep and courtney are like trying out different hugs they do the oxytocin hug which is a side-by-side hug i learned but um then it really i d- thought ahead. it was so funny though then she's like can i give you a hug and courtney's like no <laughs> and the lady goes thank you for your boundary yes i liked it <laughs> i love that courtney really was like no that's gonna Be hurt buzzed. it's gonna hurt worse than just a no thank you to she be was like, really weighing it out looking her up and down mm, uh-uh, nope. no <laughs> sorry so yes uh so oxytocin hug and then courtney's admission that she doesn't believe she was cuddled as a child yeah it kind of suddenly becomes a bit yeah. more serious where courtney's sort of like real-time processing that like she is physical and cuddly with her partners but beyond that she doesn't really remember. She and it's, it was really interesting to me because they. She talks about how she remembers her parents like sitting on the bed and talking, or you know that kind yeah. of. But she doesn't remember ever cuddling Chris um, and her dad. And like I would immediately, and then it kind of gets to this. I was really surprised by this because we. I think of them as such a physical family, like the sisters, the the older and three sisters. Chloe talks about that later. Yeah. yeah. And so immediately hearing, I, I was really interested in the exploration of this, which I thought was a cool storyline. So then we have Courtney, uh, Steph Shep and Kendall all having lunch, <laughs> making more content. Also, this made me like realize with how much Steph was in this episode that when Steph parted ways with Kim, I think that was the beginning of the end for Courtney. She yeah. lost Scott and she lost Steph on the show. Yeah. yeah. Just, and she was clearly clinging to Steph, I think also because of the little fuck you to her sister. Yes. I think that friendship can't be under underestimated, especially I think, I think Courtney hasn't really had anybody in her corner. And I think that like the two sisters or, you know, we know Kim and Chloe became much closer. We get a little kind of aside about that later on. And like, she doesn't have Scott 
and so she doesn't have the closeness of her sisters. And then Steph Shep, yeah, that's gone. There's all this Larsa shit that we don't really know the deal with. But like there, I don't think there is stability in terms of like a person in her corner, you know? Yeah. And so she is like bouncing back and forth to, with Eunice in the meantime, who we know the family is like not really on board with. Um, so it's all like you can see how isolating uh, it's yeah. all becoming for her. But um, yeah, so we have them like I was really jarred at seeing them in a busy restaurant. I like, yes, I was Kendall like in a disposable camera. <laughs> I was just like, it's just been a while. I feel like I'm so used to them only being in their homes or, or cars. And so to see them in like a bustling restaurant, I was just like, floored and nobody in the background seemed to give a shit no um and then they basically just tell kendall yeah we went to this cuddle sanctuary kendall is cool kendall knows all about it her friends did it Uh, obviously her friends at din told her about it (laughs) she uh yeah so she knows about it and then we find out that caitlin was more cuddly than chris which yes Yes, that makes sense. Uh, And it is interesting reflecting on like the physical dynamics of this family. Yeah. And I, there is something to unpack about the attachment to your own body and your ability to be affectionate. And I think there is a detachment when it comes to the Kardashian women, the specifically Kardashian women. Yes. Not the Jenner women, because the ability to disassociate from your own body and then to be able to sell it in some way yeah it makes sense it's not part of you it's a thing that you're always working on yes you're like i i mean there's gotta be like a phd level like analysis about like the the when your body is like commodified at that level i mean literally in the case of kim people have gotten to watch her have sex like one of the most intimate things that we ever get to keep for ourselves and decide like that that it becomes like a public uh you know, currency. And so then what does that mean overall about the currency of your body? Uh, What's real, what's not real, like what you change, what you don't change. Like, I think there is like on a psychological level and how, how that would root with like uh, your parents, I'm sure is fascinating. So then we have uh, the sisters are working out. Chloe's working out. I call this a hugging tour of hidden Hills. Yeah. We get this montage basically of Courtney wants to hug Chloe during and- a warm up for an exercise. It doesn't yes. make sense. And Chloe is like very weirded out by she- her sister coming in to hug her. And Courtney's like she wanted to- she wants to explore why affection is so uncomfortable. And it's very funny for Courtney to be the one exploring this because I do think her to be the most stiff. Yes, I think. And that's what Chloe basically says. She's like, you don't really give off an energy that you want to be hugged. And then we learn this really, I thought, interesting thing about how she while she doesn't ever make them feel like she wants to be hugged, that she uh, holds hands a lot. And so like we learned that, you know, before talk shows or when they're in big crowds, that Courtney will reach for like a sister's hand or a friend's hand. I mean, we've talked about the pathology of Courtney so many times like that she giggles when she's upset and you know that she like can't tell people what she's thinking so it's all sort of like these crossed wires track you know totally tracks so we see a flashback of Courtney hugging Kim which was so funny to me because Kim goes oh we're hugging (laughs) is this a joke Actually, you know, I'm sick. <laughs> like, 
Kim trying to get out of that, especially, I guess, like if it's after Courtney beating the shit out of her. Yes, um, yes. It's a strange and, stretch to want to hug these women in particular. And then poor North gets dragged into it. And North, she's like, Northy, do you know how long a hug should be? 15 to 20 seconds. And North <laughs> fully disassociates. Yes, that's the very word. Yeah, and she's like, okay, I'm just going to play on my iPad until this crazy aunt has finished. And then we have her hugging Chris, uh, another (laughs) flash. And this one was very funny because she goes in and she's in like a very fancy dress. And she got too much body exposed. Too much body goes goes to hug her mom. And Chris is like, oh, are you in a huggy mood? Oh, that's cute. (laughs) And then declines another hug later. <laughs> oh, and then this is the point, like when we go back to the working out that Chloe talks about how they aren't as affectionate as they used to be. Yeah. And she says, because I don't think Chloe likes me very much anymore, but that's okay. And but I was that's like, okay. Ooh, a major acknowledgement of where things still stand. And yeah, that, that's what I mean by that, especially because we were just watching the vintage eps and they're so, they're always in each other's beds. They were fighting. There's always this, like physical fake fighting and like they're waxing each other's vaginas like they're so physically intimate um yeah i guess it makes a hug though (laughs) yeah that's but that's the thing it made me think that way about like oh if they didn't learn like really loving kind of tender cuddly hug uh, touch then they then yeah then but they crave it then it would manifest as these like fake fighting and piggybacking and like the way that i always think of them with each other it really does like go back to the idea that chris jenner is the devil (laughs) 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 of course she didn't teach them how to be affectionate she couldn't make money from it so it didn't matter to her not an important skill or resource here's where we have the other fat phobia thing when the trainer's like all right let's do sprints and chloe's like i don't do sprints and then courtney says come on guys you're gonna be you're gonna be so fat and i was like ugh why he even just, include that like it it serves it doesn't serve the story it's like are the editors showing that she's just like a fat phobic bitch <laughs> i also it feels like so like not on brand with someone who's into wellness it, but that's the key point that's yeah. why push is bullshit is because i believe gwyneth paltrow understands that even fucking Gwyneth Paltrow, who I, I believe she understands that even slightly better than Courtney. Even though she point. did only drink mushroom soup for a week and a half or 15 days or something. <laughs> and she started in the movie Shallow Hell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Started Which should she, put her in, uh, She, you know, she should literally have to pay like. Yes. She should repentant. pay me specifically money because that did damage to me. Uh, <laughs> haha. Wouldn't it be funny if someone fell in love with a fat person isn't that, isn't, <laughs> isn't that mind-boggling <laughs> and someone who looks like uh fucking jack black thinks he's better than a fat woman okay yeah 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 <laughs> all funny were we on drugs in the 90s oh. what the fuck was happening we just hate women who dare to not please us like in any way shame 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 on everybody okay 
Okay, sorry. <sighs> I know. I want to be mad, but let's just go to the let's fucking cuddle tent instead. So, <laughs> we got the the resolution of this storyline. We got more to get to. So yes, they they bring the cuddle tent to uh, to one of their mansions, and we've got Chris and the three sisters being saying putting on their skims big ad for skims cozies or whatever uh, also were they like making fun of chris having a camel toe while she was wearing those skims i was like yeah i thought they're like they make fun of chris then they go out we've got the woman from the cuddle sanctuary and she's trying to teach the rest of them how to cuddle and chloe and they, does she, not take it seriously well, is laughing so hard she starts crying she's asking them to do something that is actually hard yeah. like think about it in a yoga class where they're like make noise let your body feel what it wants and say it. you're like i don't want to go like oh like yeah even as an actor who has done the dumbest things i don't like that it makes me no. feel weird so i can understand why chloe was like giggling because chris is like it's, it's like, very funny and she and she says that she says she lo i love my mom for being a team player and it is true it's really cute it's a fun scene and because they basically have to go up to each other and ask would you like a hug uh, and then they say yes or no and yes. uh it's great it's they they get some hugs in they get some laughs in then they do a kind of down the line spooning that chris is the first spoon yes <sighs> it is it so sad that when the lady was like you can do some uh caressing some arm tickling and even the thought of someone tickling someone else's arm, I didn't even have to see it or hear it. That gave me ASMR. <laughs> I, I like just the mere thought of someone with long nails, like touch. I was like, oh, yeah. Tingle. <laughs> I'm actually experiencing it again right now. I think that is very sad. And it is more lethal <sighs> than my obesity. <laughs> I'll come over and I'll uh, we'll I'll figure I'll tickle your arm. I I got I got some nails finally growing back in. I'll give you some good. I had this. I was like, why are they turning that down? That sounds so nice. I mean, I am getting like full body chills right now just thinking about how fun it was when we were in like high school and junior high. And girls would do that to one another. Oh my god, it's one of my favorite things. It's what it's. I will. Yes, they're crazy. This family's nuts. Don't turn around a caress or an arm tickle. Uh, but yeah, they all have this nice little scene and it's, it's cute. They're all spooning, they're learning. And I, I, I like this fine. This is, this was an interesting little storyline, but we've got yes. more to get to. Yes. Yes. So what should we hop to next? Let's do the Chris prank. I cannot believe that not only are we seeing this prank a second time, but that at the end of this episode, it's a to be continued and we will see it for a third time. It will be Ugh. played out. So over two seasons, it will play out in three different episodes. It blows my britches off. <laughs> a mediocre, unfunny storyline that nobody asked for, nobody wanted wants is going to be shoved on our throat three times so they literally acknowledge it we literally have chloe being like it's been a minute it's back chloe trying so hard to sell this in the confessionals i gotta give her credit she really tried that's what i'm she, saying she's working overtime like this episode she, chloe and kim trying to talk about this as if it's not fully fake and it it's you know god bless them so uh, they're at dinner 
they've decided they're going to get Chris drunk, drunk so she doesn't remember tonight. Chloe is pretending to drink <sighs> martinis, but it's really just a water martini. This is a problematic twist, I will say. To, I do think, yeah. Uh, I, th- I find <laughs> this very problematic. I mean... <laughs> I get, if it's your mom, I guess it's different. But like, I also think it's not okay because it's it's women uh, and it's mothers and daughters. I just want to throw that out as a person who like, I think the idea of intentionally, I don't think it's a, a, a far cry from drugging somebody. Yes. I We know this is hijinks, but it's very weird and problematic to me to want to get somebody blackout drunk. Yes. Um, obviously, also, Chris is on board. We know that. She but like, loves to get blackout drunk. That's why she has Corey. <laughs> we find out later that Corey is actually her handler who gets paid. Uh, they don't literally say paid, but like it is his job to make sure she doesn't ruin her own life. Yes. Uh, Corey, I feel like is he's smart because while Chloe's drinking and pretending to be drunk, he's asking if she's spitting it out. He doesn't believe that she's drinking. He yeah, like, he gets he's he's on to this. Yeah, this scene is very wild. We're supposed to believe, I guess, Chloe's never had a martini, but then it's not even a real martini. Uh, I really do like to believe that this was Chris actually drunk, whether she was or not. It was great drunk performing. It was she, fun, yeah. I had was reminded, as I often say, that she looks like so fun. I desperately want to get drunk with her uh we've got i like chloe made me laugh when she called her mrs hannigan (laughs) (laughs) she says something in armenian about a shrimp farting i didn't quite track it but uh i thought that was very funny (laughs) Um, and kim is kind of just kim this whole episode is kind of just not there it's really interesting she's kind of just like floating in all these scenes and like on her phone and just very like I mean, we know Kim is not fun, but it was kind of surprising to me. And maybe it's because there's whatever's going on that oh, we don't know I about yet. I just thought it's because that wasn't her storyline and they try to do as little work as possible. Yeah, I think you're right. It was just she was felt like such a uh, kind of just like a little floating phantom in all these scenes. I think she was supposed to be a bigger part of the Courtney stuff, but it probably looked bad. Yes, I bet you're right. So uh, then we have Scott. He's bringing I when Scott is at Chloe's and he brings True in. I was like, this feels right. Let that. Let's. I let's don't do like that. this normally, but I will take. Let's swap daddies. New family. Yes. So <laughs> we have he. We have Chloe. She's wearing Chris's outfit. Scott is directing her in this. Um, the stunt of like taking all these pictures. I didn't write any notes about it because there's nothing to say about There's nothing to say. Physical it's comedy. the same story. It's the same story. The only thing that made me happy is that we know uh, Matthew, the assistant is not seen, but he's acknowledged. I'm happy. <laughs> Matthew is still in the fold, taking care of Chris. <laughs> we have uh, Chloe in a dumpster pretending to throw up, wandering around a liquor store with a bottle, blah, blah, blah. They get blah, Christy blah, blah. involved again. Yeah. She the is publicist. The PR. Yeah. Um, and they're smarter now because they've learned from last time all the questions that Chris will ask. So, yes. um, so they take the photos and then we get the big reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they- also, before the big reveal, we have the, like the lead into the scene, the chuffa. Uh, Chloe goes tanning but wears sunscreen and so does Chris. What? This was very funny. This was very funny. We learned that yeah, Chloe goes to a true tanning bed, old school tanning salon and then found out that her mom also <laughs> didn't know <laughs> i thought this was great and then so then they decide it's time we gotta we're launching this the prank 
So the publicists, they're all on the phone. It's all coordinated. Chris is in the car with Corey, her employee. Corey is involved at this point. He knows what his role is. Yes. Now he knows he has to play it. You know, there is an interesting thing when Christy calls Chris and Chris says, we're filming in the car. It's the first thing she says. It's almost her hello, I think. So this, this, yeah, I bet you're right. And I will say... I I would have believed this was fake from top to bottom, but if this is, it was very real. This played very real, the rest yeah. of this storyline. Also, so interesting that when actual business comes in, you're like, you're being filmed right now. Yeah. Like, don't say anything. And the way she kind of snaps at Corey. Oh, when he's yes. like, well, he's like, because she, see, she sees the photos, she doesn't understand, and then she starts putting it together, is trying to figure out like what it did to this happen. She's showing and, Corey, and he goes, "Oh yeah, that's you." And she's like, don't, don't. "She whispers." Yeah, he goes, "I mean, say. that's not you." <laughs> I mean, and I will say, my beef is this. I do not think it, the photos look like Chris. Like, I think you would look at those photos and not believe they were grainy enough. Yes. They were grainy enough and she is older. That's fair. I just was like, so then we, it is really fascinating to your point because she immediately turns on Corey. Yes. She's like, you really messed up now, didn't you? She said, I'm infuriated with Corey. I always rely on Corey. Basically that like, she believes that this happened. She did go diving in a dumpster, barfing out of a dumpster, <laughs> carrying a giant <laughs> bottle of vodka. And I, she's mad at Corey. I love that she thinks that Corey went into a liquor store to go pee and that she ran out the car, jumped into a dumpster, got a bottle of vodka, puked everywhere. Like just the idea I mean, she was like it's contemplating i thought it would be i'm like a lady who drinks and i've had my wild moments in the past but i that would be a really big one to have also, a, a, not a shred of memory over you get in a dumpster you're remembering the dumpster i'm that's sorry that's what i mean that's <laughs> like there's uh, oh and peeing squatting and peeing is another photo so so it appears uh this prank has worked so she gets to chloe's house and it's so clear she's mad and she doesn't want to talk about whatever she's talking, whatever's happening. And she's like she's on her I, phone, I, really distracted. So Christy calls. She will not talk to her. She is so obviously upset that they're like, okay, this turns out <laughs> like they're like, okay, we, we fucked up. This isn't like the time we pretended to tackle her. Uh, it's also so fucked up. Like I, you can tell Scott in particular, Scott who like literally has been in and out of rehab has like true drinking and sobriety issues is like suddenly realizing like, Oh, this woman is like realizing or thinking about like this as a real thing. And, and Oh my God, how could I've been that out of control? And also, so they, I think that's an indication that she definitely has a problem. Yes. Because yes. if you told me that I did that, I'd be like, no, I didn't. No, no, it didn't happen. But that she is really processing this being that it, she believes it. Yeah. So they come, they come clean. <laughs> but it's so funny in how Scott does it because Chris, and maybe she's drunk right then. I don't know. Uh, but he's like, sometimes Chloe and I, do you think there's a possibility that at night, Chloe and I like to dress up like you? And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. So confusing. And they, we get this really kudos to the editors for this very, <laughs> very, very funny slow motion zoom oh, gosh. of Chris's face. 
I was truly like, laughing out loud so hard. Making the, putting it together, being like very like trippy, like what? What happened? It was, it was genuinely good. But I cannot believe that they're dragging this out for another episode because they're like, oh. Kim doesn't know. It's like a snake is always eating its tail in this show. It really is. I'm sure this, I'm sure we'll see this storyline again the same way we'll see fake art. Uh, no doubt before this show wraps for all of time. Yes. But that's that's a two to be continued. And then we have our last storyline, um, which is a very sad one. But yes. um, it's, it's really sad. It's not it's- fun at all. Uh, Malika's pregnant. We now this is and this is kind of the thing I will just say before we hop into this. This is where to a lot a lot of think pieces this last these last week, week or two have been talking about since the announcement of the show ending. This was one that you really feel the disconnect in shooting time versus the show. This baby's been in the world now for a long ass time. It's almost weird to see like a six months pregnant Malika. Like it's weird. It's like that is so much of the issue of the show is like, yes, they get to tell the story. It's exciting to hear more of the story. But this is so long ago. And with a baby, you really feel it like this baby is like six months old at least now, you know? So in this scene, Malika is having a boy. She's in her second trimester. She and OT are broken up at this time. Chloe says, I'm like her surrogate partner. It's very clear that Malika is on edge. Yeah. You know, she's not having fun. No, she's not enjoying this. She says, I never envisioned I'd have a child and be single. It's not the way I wanted this to happen. It's a lot. It's intense. Uh, And I'm sure it's also really hard to put out there and to like make a (laughs) storyline. Um. But they they are baby shopping, right? That's the first scene that she they're they're shopping for kind of baby supplies. Yeah, Malika's really really overwhelmed, and then they we learn that Chloe, which we already knew, is planning her baby shower. Yes. And so then we go to Malika's house where she's moving in. It's her first home, apparently. Being in proximity to the Kardashians does not pay as well as I thought. Too. I was like, Malika's just buying her first house. I mean, I, mean, I she is younger than me, and I do I do not own a home, so it's not. No, like, it's no. It, we're light years <laughs> away, but it's like I had the same thought where I was like, oh, because the family is on their like they're all on their sixth mansion. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we find out that OT is no fucking help to her. He's not helping her put together cribs. He's not doing any of that stuff. She's stressed out. Then we go to Chloe's house. Malika uh, is whether they're planning the baby shower. For some reason, Chloe has pink toilet paper. Huge reveal that she simply Googled and bought. What a nice reminder that they can just Google and that they're Googling. Yeah, like they're the just like us. us. Yeah, they're just like us. Now, it is funny that Malika says she wants to have a black and white striped baby shower. And then Chloe says Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. I was like, this is very funny. I think black, this is very funny to be as a storyline progresses that we're like Malika is on edge. She's having a really hard time. M- Chloe is being a wonderful friend and supporting her, but also is being a complete control freak. And like Malika says what she wants. I don't think black and white striped is like a nightmare aesthetic. I think that could be real. I think it could be like, um, I think it could be cute. I know. I'm what- sorry, Jess, but is it nothing? It's nothing compared to uh, a bunch of muted brown. Brown. Tones. Well, that's what made me laugh. Is when we get to that shower, it's like okay, so black and white is a problem, but a big sea of brown, a including bunch of outfits, different browns and beiges with but with <sighs> bare ears. Oh, I hate. I remember when these photos surfaced, and I was like, yuck. But anyways, they're planning the shower. She makes fun of her. 
and she's frustrated with OT. Uh, she wants to get moving. She wants to interview Nana. She wants to get moving on baby planning. And then we have the, the lunch where it's Khadija and Chloe, right? And they give Malika a call. Yes, it's so funny because Malika's like, I don't want a bunch of people there. And then she's like, only 55. And I, that's <laughs> a like, lot of what? people. They call her out. They're like, wait, what? That's not that's not not a lot of people, Malika. And then she's just like very clearly upset. She feels overwhelmed. She hangs up on them. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, if she's hormonal, I feel the same way whenever I'm hormonal, that everything is just such a big deal. So yeah, they, it's also planning your it's uh, it, there's no way for it to not be emotional. Although I will just say really quickly like this. This I thought was interesting because they call her back from the car. She's upset. She just admits she's having a hard time. And this is to me that stuff where like it must be so tough to be in Chloe's life because or like it's it's about like no negativity. This thing where it's just like, and I get what she's saying. She's like, hey, we're going to have fun. This is going to be great. She's pepping her up. She's being an amazing friend. But there is this thing where it's like, she's sad she let her be sad and this like it's the very thing we've talked about a bunch where it's like oh don't cry i don't want to see you cry i don't want to see you cry i don't want to see you cry no negativity and it's the stuff where they don't let people feel the feelings they feel and where courtney has like pieced out um it was just like a little moment where it's like hey a lady who's having a baby alone and hurting and scared gets to express that like it's not that's not negativity i guess it is sort of like you can be like there's a fine line of being like absolutely you can be sad you cannot be like destroying the baby shower like let's consolidate or let's not try to like consolidate this all into like one issue they're different issues you're not upset about this you're upset about your situation and not about 55 people coming to a baby shower and what kind of snacks are going to be there a big brown room um (sighs) but then we get to the shower and it, this brown baby shower uh, is wild. Chloe looks insane. She's a bra top and these like this like brown cream leather blazer outfit. We and, see. Oh, go ahead. And Kylie even says like, or I don't know if it's Chloe or Kylie. They're like, what are we doing? Just showing people that we're not pregnant. you <laughs> laugh. <laughs> I think it's, that's what they were doing. <laughs> they were absolutely. Uh, we see. Um, I'd never. I don't remember ever seeing Malika and Khadijah's mom, Beverly. She's gorgeous. She fully looks like she's her sister. <laughs> um, and then it's just really nice. We've got Malika is clearly overwhelmed. Uh, she gives this really tearful speech. Um, and and but then OT. Uh, the baby daddy he shows up uh, we also see Kim Zolciak and her daughter Brielle so strange <laughs> I'll never understand this this like connection point I but. guess if you kiss anyone's ass enough and convincingly enough like of course it's easy to like how did Addison Reagan in there like yeah. you just have to like like them enough who doesn't like people that like them it's it's very it's long time going this uh, so she's there uh, and it's just you know a nice fancy ass baby shower uh, and then we get this like great little ending note of uh, Chris taking a photo and uh, with Malika and they're saying to put show show some leg and Chris says hey I may be old but I'm not done yet oh. <laughs> She sticks her gams out. Put her on Beverly Hills Housewives. Andy, you've already taken so so much from us this year. You just give us Chris. And Nene. Give us Chris and Nene. (laughs) Give us the Nene. (laughs) 
Uh, so that was it. This was uh, you can tell we're out of practice on longer episodes. This was a beefy, beefy up for us. Uh, we oftentimes go an hour 25, Jess. This is nothing. Okay. For some <laughs> reason, I think we live in the like hour 10 I, world. I think you're just seeing it now because of the new recording setup that we use. That's exactly it. <laughs> yes. You know, because you handle the file. Guys, oh. she is our engineer. I am <laughs> I am the she, buffoon you're my talent. nothing. You're my I'm talent. talent. I'm just mm. fly, I'm flying talent. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's a fun term on set, guys. Um, Okay, that's it. We did it. We release new episodes every Monday. We're going to continue covering season 19 of How, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. However many episodes it ends up being. We have simply no idea, but we will keep covering them. Maybe we'll do some more live stuff. We'll see. In the meantime, check out our website, Kardashianit.com. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. We did get some new reviews after we um, trotted out our negative review. Ellis <laughs> <laughs> for Losers. Uh, we own it. Check out our Twitter and Instagram and like our Facebook page. Email us at Kardashianit at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening to Kardashianit. Bye. Bye. Bye.